This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. No, you ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interviews. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interviews. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rap day. Bubbles popping up before you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Everybody, happy Wednesday. Today on the radio show, uh, well, it's it. John Martin is ailing. He's got whatever, whatever everyone's got, John's got. Although there are two, let's be honest, Jeffrey, it seems like there's two versions of what everyone's got out there now. Mm. One, half the world has COVID, uh, including Ron Olson. And I say that because he said it on Facebook. Like, he, like, whatever, I had COVID in December. Like, COVID is going around. And then the people who don't have COVID, they might as well have COVID because they got the flu that feels very much like, like here's everyone's sick. And then some people test, some people don't. Uh, but about it, you know, it feels like some of the people who have te- who test say they have COVID. Now, I don't know that John is tested. I know that John is just sick, too sick to come on our radio program. I had this nice moment on Monday morning where, so my wife, my wife feeds my daughter. And then, like, she hands her off to me to, like, get her dressed while she goes and finishes getting ready. Mm -hmm. And I can hear my wife in the kitchen just hacking. And then as I'm changing my daughter, like, it was, like, just hearing her cough. Like, they had the exact same cough. Everything was like, oh, it's good to go. This is good. Everyone's Mm -hmm. sick. Everyone's sick. 
Pretty John Martin. But you know what? We had we had so much to talk about yesterday that except for a brief mention at the very start of the show, we didn't even talk about the national championship game much mm-hmm. yesterday on our radio show. Uh, Mike Vrabel had not been fired Correct. at that point on our radio show. So we got a million things uh, that we have. A- Aaron Rodgers had not responded to mm. Jimmy Kimmel uh, before uh, we uh, on our, and our radio Kimmel show. And Kimmel had not responded to His Aaron Rodgers' response. Yeah, so like, like uh, and uh, all sorts of things uh, have happened that we need to talk about. I'm kind of glad John's not here. Let's be honest, he mm. was just cluttering up the damn schedule, and, and I, now I can talk about what I want to talk John, about. I come to you for a lot of things. <laughs> Profound ain't one of them. Chris Harrington straight up at 10 o'clock. We'll talk to him about the Grizzlies. And then Sam Hardiman is going to join us from the Daily Memphian. Sam has got a, a series of terrific pieces up at the Daily Memphian, including, well, yesterday he uh, broke the news that uh, Fred Jones had released new dates for the Southern Heritage Classic. And so if you follow Sam, you knew um, yesterday morning that the Liberty Bowl stuff was going to go through because Fred was the last sort of holdout. And now that Fred was happy and Fred was announcing future dates, uh, you knew it was going through. So sure enough, it did go through. Uh, Sam was at city council yesterday. It really wasn't even, didn't really come up. They just, the minutes went through and there was, I dropped by city council briefly, but at city council, there was a substantial discussion of whether we should have a new uh, police chief or not. She has to be reappointed. The police chief has to be reappointed now, or, you know, has to be whatever. The, the city council's got to give her the rubber stamp, even though she has been the police chief. Uh, Paul Young has um, has said he'd like her to continue, but he's got to get the thumbs up from the city council. And right now, um, it's a looking a little bit tenuous, so we will talk to him about all of that. And he has a really interesting piece up about about the need in this city to both have a robust, effective police force and a police force that is trusted, that is responsible, and doesn't beat the hell out of people. You know, that, that there are... <laughs> the, you, you should be able to have, have both. And, um, and he talked to some really thoughtful people about um, that about that balance and about those twin goals. Uh, So Sam Hardiman uh, is going to join us in the second hour. Chris Harrington and Sam Hardiman. That is the lineup today. Uh, As for our main event, a lot of you yesterday were ready to throw in the towel on the season. I heard a lot of it's over. Uh, And as you know, Jeffrey, uh, I'm I, I'm just not that guy. Mm-hmm, you no, know? totally not. I I think what I said was, you know what? Sure, they're down, but I coined a phrase. But they're not out, but they're not out. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I think I coined a phrase yesterday. I came up with it yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, because I think it it encapsulates what I believe in, mm-hmm. and this may catch on mm-hmm. the next man up yeah. mentality. Is like the that. phrase that, that I've is that I've is that I've come up with? Yeah, and so there was a lot of naysaying. Is the only way I can describe it. A lot of naysaying yesterday, and uh, and uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies uh, heard all that naysaying, and they went out, and let's see, without John Morant, without Jaron Jackson Jr., of course, without Stephen Adams, without Brandon Clark. 
uh, without D. Rose, without Santi Aldama. They went into Dallas, a healthy Dallas team, with Kyrie and Luka going great guns, and, of course, they beat them. Not only did they beat them, they beat the hell out of them. 122-103. It was one of the most unlikely victories in the history of this franchise. Truly astonishing. What say you? Um, so obviously it was fun. Like that was, let, let's start there. I think... The bigger question is, okay, how much of this is real? Because on the one hand, let's take... Oh, none of it's real. And by the way, I admit that I just everything I just said was a lie. I was a naysayer yesterday. I was pessimistic about... Not just pessimistic. I said they have no chance of getting into the play-in. That's what I said. And I don't think anything last night... Like whatever you are you telling me that they're going to so rely this, no, on Roddy and Tillman? This would be my argument that I think is actually basketball related. The Grizzlies in the first twenty some odd games, the amount of threes that they were giving up was probably it probably was unlikely. Like that was kind of bad luck. And if you think back to the very first Dallas game, where Dallas literally looked like they were just taking. You know, they were just sitting there in warm-ups, just taking jump shots. So the Grizzlies probably took a few more losses than they should have because of bad luck. Well, maybe now over the course of 82 games, that luck could start to turn. Because to me, the the clear difference last night was the Mavs go 9 of 27. I think... I think what we, um, listen, we will talk about what was real and what wasn't real and the implications of this, whatever. I think I liked, it, it was just at a moment when the city, the team, pretty damn. You know, T- Taylor Jenkins said it. Everyone was devastated. And Drew Hill had a really good piece over the Daily Memphian um, describing the scene in the locker room. I think, I think we were the only folks in Dallas uh, – I mean, at Phoenix for that game, the scene in the locker room after the Phoenix game, um, because for those who have conspiracy theories about, oh, they hid this from, he said in, after that Suns game, Ja in the locker room was ebullient. He was happy. He was like, he was like, there was no sense of the anvil is about to drop. That is not how they were acting, at least the players, how they were acting in the wake of the Suns game, they were devastated by the news that they got. And so to have that game last night was, Taylor Jenkins said afterwards, they played with joy. And in the most unlikely of circumstances, against a team that was at basically at full strength, a team that had won, let's be honest, the last 11 times that Luka had played against Memphis, Dallas had won 10 of them. And this Memphis team didn't have Ja, of course, and of course didn't have Steven. And did, but then also just last night didn't have Jaron and didn't have Santi and honestly lost Marcus Smart in the, in the course of the game, although he was terrific uh, in the minutes that he played. It was just a joyous 
Memphis versus everybody, mostly the basketball gods moment. It was just fun. And so before we talk about what it means, I don't know how many times we're going to be able to do this during the course of the season. Let's play some highlights. DJ Oh, you mentioned the three-point shooting. You aforementioned Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Uh, well, let's, 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 let's hear it first. Denard with the right hand dribble to the baseline. Comes through the lane. Kicks left corner for Williams. Out to Smart. Smart steps into a left-wing triple. Ring it up. Put three on the board. And that's Marcus Smart's spot right there. The left wing. He loves shooting that face up from the wing, left or right. And it went nothing but net for Marcus. All Marcus Smart does now is hit three, sometimes as in the process of being of dislocating his finger. Like, I mean, and honestly, though, there's probably a there's probably a correlation between the Grizzlies having three great wins and him playing three really good games. First time in his career that he has gone over 20 points in three straight games. Uh, Luke Kennard can hit threes. Kennard gets an open look at the left sideline. Three off a yes. feed from Bain. Buries it. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Nice spacing by the Grizzlies as the lead cut to four. Kennard's first shot of the night from long range is good. And that has to be the relief option right there with Jaron Jackson Jr. not available. Kennard has to provide that offense. Yeah, to remind you, the starters last night were Biombo, uh, Marcus Smart, Kennard, Bain, the stalwart, and Vince Williams Jr. Oh, uh, even Biz got in on the action. Once. Williams and Smart tangled up again. Now Doncic tried to throw a bounce pass. It hits the leg of Biombo. Smart hustles down, grabs the loose basketball. Behind the back feed to Biombo, and he jams with two hands. Jason Kidd can wait no more. 25-18, the Grizzlies are cooking, and it is a stunned, silent American Airlines Center crowd. I was stunned where I was. I'll be honest. I don't know if you all were stunned where you were. We did have we did have people who called yesterday and people who tweeted us yesterday who remained optimistic and remained talking about this sort of fight. Uh, and that is obviously what we saw. Among those who reemerged yesterday, David Roddy with 11 consecutive points. Let's hear from David Roddy. Vince Williams comes to the wing, gives for Roddy. Nobody's home. Roddy jams with the right hand. That was a right one. down Broadway. Josh Green tried to meet him at the apex, and David Roddy said, no, sir. Take that with a little right-hand punch. 46-34, David Roddy thunders one home. Williams loses the ball as the pass was Aaron. He got it back, and then it got poked away again. Picked up by the Grizz. A steal. Bane ahead for Vince Williams. To the right corner, Roddy. Tees up a three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. The second <laughs> quarter right now belongs to David Roddy. And we knew the Grizzlies had some problems scoring in the second quarter. That hasn't been the case this entire trip. 51-34. Grizzlies by 17. Yeah, second quarters, by the way. Everything's different in 2024. Grizzlies are 4-1 in 2024. Grizzlies win second quarters in 2024. I don't know if that's what they resolved to do. And by the way, Jeffrey, did you notice that after that David Roddy dunk, there was no discussion about whether he dunked on him or around, around him? Yeah. That is the difference between dunking on someone and nah, having a debate about it. Right? Well, let's also be clear. It's, it, it's was, the difference it, it between dunking over someone That's exactly. and then having everybody want you to actually dunk on someone. When in reality, it was just kind of like... It's also a, a difference. Nice it's also a difference in, in who you're dunking on. Correct. Uh, you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the three-point shooting. Uh, Vince was a pretty efficient two of five from three. 
top of the arch. Feeds for Tillman. Tillman. Oh, he had Roddy. Didn't see him. Gives for Williams instead. And Vince rings up a three. Ring it up. Put three oh, on the board. Rattling it home the from the right wing. Two. Roddy was open on the backdoor cut. Tillman got it to Vince Williams instead. And the Grizzlies up 22. In fact, we got some more threes coming. Let's play them. Smart shoulders into Josh Green, fires a three, ring it up. Put three on the board for Marcus Smart, his third of the ball game in seven tries. His three-point shooting on this trip has been absolutely insane for Marcus Smart. Bain up the right side of the floor. Bain at the right elbow, drives into the paint, running bank shot at 10. Oh, it rattled in and out. Biombo the offensive rebound. Out to Smart. Three on the way. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Timeout Mavericks. 80-62 to 62 on the offensive rebound. A wide open Marcus Smart buries a three. Bain on the attack. Derrick Jones Jr. waits for him at the top of the arc. Bain to his left. Fires another three. Back-to-back -back triples. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Desmond Bain, who hadn't hit a three until the third quarter, hits two in the last minute, and the Grizzlies up 16. Uh, as you mentioned, the Grizzlies were 14-37 uh, from 3, 37.8%. The Mavs, 9 of 27, 33.3%. It is interesting. Um, Desmond Bain obviously is the, was the glue who held it all together last night. 32 points, uh, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, um, 39 minutes, 39 minutes. Taylor Jenkins did not hesitate to go uh, uh, back to him early and often. Um, it was only two and nine from three. Like the Grizzlies no, shot the well that's from like, three. Yeah, it was the other. It was the other starters that was, really that carried the way from the three ball. Uh, here's some more Desmond Bain. It's a jump ball and a back tap one by Hardy, but Bain beats the Mavericks down and lays it up and in. Jaden Hardy back tapped it into his own back court, and Desmond Bain outran. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Derek Jones Jr. and gets the layup. Yeah, Grizzlies were up 20 to start the fourth. And uh, Smart goes out. And all of a sudden, they they cut the lead to 15. And you're like, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Jenkins takes a timeout with 7.43 left. And they and they actually outscored him 12 to 10 yep. the rest of the way. Uh, we mentioned Luke Kennard can hit threes. Let's hear, let's hear, in fact, let's hear some more threes. Bain in between the circles. Bounces left side for Luke Kennard. Kennard around a Biombo screen. Got bumped by Josh Green. Deep three for Kennard on the way. Oh, he shot it from Frisco, Texas. Luke <laughs> Kennard with a pure left-handed stroke. Ring it up. Put three on the board. 108-87. Kennard from a long way out. Bain finds Zaire Williams, right sideline three, ring it up, put three on the board, as Zaire Williams turns to T. Morant, gives him five, and the Grizzlies are up 18. 113-95, Grizzlies on top, Zaire Williams in double figures off the bench. Yeah, that was fun, Zaire dapping up T. Uh, and we'll close this uh, highlight extravaganza with more Devin Desmond Bain. Bain drives at Jones, gets in the lane, scoop and score with the left hand, and that may be the one that puts the lights out on the Mavericks tonight. 115-97 and a free throw coming for Desmond Bain, who's looking for 30. Desmond Bain is doing everything that this team has needed. Played the entire first quarter, bought us a little bit of time to get some rest, and he's been going all out the rest of this game. Grizz win, Grizz win, Grizz win. They are, as I mentioned, 4-1 in 2024. They are 11-10 now on the road. They go on the road um, for this unlikely road trip in which they beat, let's see, LeBron 
AD, KD, uh, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and then last night, Luca and Kyrie sweep the road, sweep the road trip. As everyone was talking as about. As everyone knew would happen. Uh, a Dallas team that averaged uh, 128 points a game, they held them to 103. Uh, Taylor Jenkins said, one of the most impressive team wins of the season. And again, played with a lot of joy. Everything, like like right down the line, the, the assist numbers uh, were big, 56 points in the paint, out-rebounded Dallas 54 to 33, 30, uh, 43 bench points uh, for the Grizzlies. Um, they are averaging on the trip. I mentioned the assists. There were 27 last night. They're averaging on the trip, 29. Um, and so here you go. Um, they're terrible at tanking. I, I got to say, they just, they clearly are terrible at tanking. So um, two things about that. One is, uh, I joked about the, our level of optimism or pessimism yesterday. Everyone on this show, you, me, Chris Harrington, agreed they would not in any way tank, which meant try to lose. Yes. There, there was no a, a. They weren't gonna like the season's way. They weren't gonna get tell tell Jaron. Hey, that hamstring looks pretty bad right. for six months. That, that, that was that was not happening. Might it happen for a couple of reasons? One, there's way too much of the season left to quote unquote tank, and then secondly, it just practically, if you look at the standings. As you as you said yesterday, too many other teams have done too much work. You're not catching, you know, you're not catching Detroit. You're not catching San Antonio. If that were the goal, and it is very clearly not the goal. It's a it, this is no longer that young a team. It's a team with pride. They were not in any meaningful way, and we said this yesterday, going to tank. Might they at the end of the season, if they're you know, jockeying between fifth and sixth and seventh from the bottom. Might they sit a player who might ordinary because he's got, as you point out, a twinge in the hamstring? Might we little see a little more of some players who you might not GG or whatever else? Yes. You might, at that moment, there might be some tinkering going on, mindful of the fact that it would not be the end of the world if they lost a game. But the idea that this team was ever going to aggressively try to lose games was absurd um, yesterday, and we said it. Um, Having said that, what's real from yesterday? Like what 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 is meaningful in terms of what do we expect to see carried forward and might what might produce? Is there a reason to think that over the next 25 games they won't go 6 and 19, right? And I think I would say two things about that. One is a lot of what happened last night, you just can't at this moment say it's real, right? Like, y- you can't say what, what we learned through the first half of the season was the back half of the roster was not up to NBA standards, yes. right? And so last night, when you've got Zaire going for 14 and you've got Tillman with a double-double, 14 and 11, and you've got Roddy coming off the bench, hadn't been out of the rotation for 11 points, and you've got, like, you've all that back half of the rotation that we had previously said was deficient carried the night last night. 
Damon um, Roddy had 11 straight points. 11 straight points, 43 points off the bench when half when you're start like the half the bench is starting anyway. And so it was the deep bench gave you 43 points. Yes. None of that was replicable. None of that was, oh, you know what's going to happen from here on out? David Roddy's David Roddy, Tillman offense. and Zaire are going to carry this team to wins. Like no. No. That part was not real. A small caveat to that? I do think that one of the things that we can see now that the pressure is off to make the play in is those players who we said we are going to have to sort through over the second half of the season will get more opportunity, right? They'll get more opportunity. (laughs) By default. (laughs) More opportunities to try to do the things that they did last night. Zaire actually has been considerably better, first with Ja, but lately... Last no, night, been, w- without yeah, job. He's had multiple nice games without him. And so while I don't expect that group of players to carry this team to victories over Dallas uh, or the equivalent routinely, I do think in some ways they've been liberated to be whatever they can be, right? And last night it was damn good, and I don't expect that good most times, but... I do think that those players are going to get an opportunity. The pressure's off. And if you're looking for things that could be fun over the or interesting, at least, over the second half of the season, seeing what those players do with their moments, and ultimately I think that will include Jake LaRavia, and ultimately that might include Gigi Jackson, I think seeing that is at least the point of intrigue. They were obviously terrific last night. Not something that I'm counting on to help them beat, for example, the upco- win the upcoming games against the Clippers, the Knicks, and then the Warriors, right? Like, I don't expect the same 43-point bench outfit uh, uh, output, and I don't expect uh, David Roddy to score 11 straight points, and I don't—whatever else. Uh, but I do think that they will have an additional opportunity. So then the second question, and, the, and, and so, no, in that way, it's not real. But I think— I think the part of it that was real is both in the Phoenix game and last night's game, there is some sort of, it feels like, identity coalescing that will prevent them from going 6 to nine and 19 over the next Yeah, 25. the way that I would say it is vibes are better. Vibes, you know I mean? right. Because right before, right before Jaw was coming back, it's kind of understandable psychologically from the perspective of all right, you're sitting there going, we just got to get till Jock. We just got to get through it till Jock comes back. Can't lose too much ground. We can't. Oh no, this is a disaster. Like it's but a, vibes yeah. were bad. Yeah, I mean th- those were some of those some of those games right before Jock came back were some of the worst of the year. And now, like they've got a little momentum, they've got a little confidence. They're playing better, and it does feel like that they probably were not as bad as the six and nineteen. Yeah. I, I don't think that. It, however, many twenty five, you can slice starting any twenty five game stretch from here until the end of the season. I don't believe in any of that stretch. They will go t- six and nineteen during any of those twenty five. I think games. you're right. I think that's going to be like if you slice it up, that will be probably the you worst twenty five game stretch. It will be the worst twenty five game stretch they have, and um, and so in that regard, I mean, barring uh, some other catastrophic injury. In that regard, I do think you saw something. I think you, you know, listen, whoever would have imagined that Taylor Jenkins in the wake of that game last night would have been using the word joy. And yet it was very clearly what we saw. And I think for the whole team, there's a little bit of, okay, this is what we are. This is, we're going to go out and scrap and fight and all those things that, uh, 
that Julie was saying to us on Twitter yesterday. Well, you know? I also like wonder from a psychological perspective. Obviously, it's very clear uh, this team would prefer to have Jaw than yeah. not have Jaw. But I do wonder if now that it's definite, like you're not getting him. He's he's done for the year. He's hurt. He's gonna have to have surgery. I do wonder if that allows for a different approach rather than like what we kind of saw towards the end of the suspension where it felt like everyone was waiting just like, for something. Let's or just, get, you know, just get us to when Ja comes back. Like, well, now that you know that that's not this an is option. This what we are. Yes. You know, it's uh, now, again, uh, Marcus Smart goes out last night. <laughs> like, that was the crazy. Hits keep on rolling. Hits, hits a three-pointer, holds up his hand and looks at it and mm-hmm. says, oh, hell, my finger's dislocated. Uh-huh. So we will see what happens there. Uh, once again, you got the clips coming, you've got the uh, Knicks coming, and then you've got the Warriors coming. But it was a uh, it was a fun night and a wildly, wildly unlikely night for the Memphis Grizzlies. I also think, by the way, it gives fans a little bit of jolt, right? Like, oh, for oh, sure, you know. Um, someone suggested that maybe the key is, this is on Twitter, uh, the suggestion was maybe they just need Ja there. Doesn't matter if he's playing or not. They just need him His there. His presence. His pre- may, you know, because like for the first 25, he couldn't even be there. Now, as long as he's in the building and on, like maybe you get a little of that magic. Maybe. But you buy him the just need Ja nearby I, I'm theory? Not, I'm not ruling that out. I'm just saying I'm big picture right now. I want whoever the best labrum surgeon, doctor, whoever that is, that's whose hands <laughs> I want on jaw. The world's uh, whoever the best world's for labrum call, surgery. Call your brother. Find out who who is the best. Like that's who I. Oh, that's who I want laying hands on jaw. Then who is the best rehab guy? Like I'm big picture, but I, I I'm fine with the the let's have him let's have him there. Let's let's lift everyone up. Well, he obviously won't be there. Uh, I mean, he's gonna have to have surgery. Gonna, when, it, yeah. when, when you have the after he has the surgery, he will obviously. Not be there for a little bit. We'll see how the Grizzlies handle that challenge. They certainly handled everything that was thrown at them last night. And what a pleasure it is. I did not expect. Listen, we we, we very carefully planned this radio show. Uh, we scripted out. It's to the minute. Really. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and I did not expect to be playing Grizzlies highlights today. No, I, I honestly, I would. It was almost like. Or the rest of the year. The fact that. The fact that the fact that they had already won the first two games on the road trip, you're just like, this is gravy. Everything else is like, and then you get last night, it's like, well, I did not have 3-0 and road trip on my bingo card. Yeah, incredible. Uh, if you're selling your house, call Josh Heisa and his team over at Keller Williams Realty, 901-461-8147, 901-461-8147. I tell you the real story is about real people because, uh, listen, you can believe that you can listen to me, or you can listen to the the all the folks who have more than three hundred of them now who've who've given Josh five star Google reviews. But it also helps to hear about real stories about real people, like this woman I've been talking about recently, Charlotte selling her parents' house. That's a oh, I had to go through that. We sold our parents' house, and I'll be honest, we didn't get much money for it because um, it was dated. Um, and Charlotte was worried that uh, you know someone would lowball her on. Her parents' house uh, started work with Josh and his team, and very quickly sold their house for a price that uh, absolutely thrilled her. Um, same thing can happen with you if you're selling your house. Again, it's Josh Heisa 
Phone number is 901-461-8147. Josh sells the midsouth.com. We got Chris Harrington at 10 o'clock. We got Sam Hardiman after that. And t- coming up next, we have a whole lot of things we got to get to. Uh, we'll do that next. Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. They've got Memphis sports in their DNA. From the Tigers' court to the Grizzlies' hardwood. I mean, so they're just trying to manufacture offense the only way they can, which is just voice three. It's the Jason and John Show, middays 11 till 2 on 92.9 FM ESPN. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. The Home Depot makes it easy to shop and save on appliances in store and online. Enjoy savings on top brands like GE, LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool, and more. Find kitchen appliances with helpful features like customized organization and save time with laundry appliances that have faster wash and dry cycles. Shop now and get up to $450 off select appliances at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid January 4th through 24th. Gas ranges and dryers extra. U.S. only. See store or online for details. As good as the regular season is, there's nothing like NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Six games, three days. For these teams, it's win or go home. But you always have a spot in the playoffs with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers can get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K, to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days 
after receipt. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, very, very simple. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. It's time to talk trash, Mid-South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Hey, it's Jeff Calkins. You know when people ask if you have a good dentist to recommend? Well, I have a great dentist. It's Medi Sadegi at the Smile Center. I've been going to the Smile Center for years now. My three boys all go there, too. Medi is skilled, he's cheerful, and has always found time when emergencies arise. I honestly couldn't imagine a better dentistry practice than the Smile Center. It's where I send all my friends. So if you're looking for a great dentist, go where my family goes. The Smile Center is conveniently located in Germantown, or you can check them out online at SmileCenterMemphis.com. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Vapo Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the stage. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Now, during Staples Print Big Sale, get $20 off your print purchase of $100 or more, $50 off your print purchase of $200 or more, and $100 off your print purchase of $300 or more. So the more you print at Staples, the more you save. To demonstrate, print, print, print at Staples, you save, save, save. But if you print, 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 print at Staples, you save, 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 save. See how that works. Staples Print Big Sale. Print more, save more, up to $100. Ends 210. Visit staples.com slash print for details. The Majestic Grill has a new menu, and it is spectacular. Barbecued char-grilled oysters. That's a half dozen oysters sourced fresh each week. Char-grilled with a delicious house-made chipotle honey and lime sauce and topped with Parmesan. Or lemon butter shrimp and scallop spaghettini. Or a new seared tuna dish. Or sweet and sour Brussels sprouts. There's a lot more that's new, plus all the old favorites that have kept people coming back to 145 South Main Street for nearly two decades. The Majestic Grill is better than ever. Stop by and see for yourself. BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the Nashville Predators and your number one sports book for hockey season. Get ready for the puck to drop by locking in your same game parlay with your favorite Predators player props and checking out the exclusive signature bets available for every game. BetMGM has all the action you need every day of the week, no matter what your favorite sport is. Sign up today and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you use the bonus code MEMPHIS. Get ready to raise the level of excitement for every faceoff. Power play in hat trick. If you love hockey and you love the Predators, you're going to love wagering at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today and make this your best season yet. BetMGM.com for T's and C's. 21 plus to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800 889 9789. Holidays are over, we're embarking on a new year, and there's no better way to start that new year than with O'Call's semi-annual sale. 
Maybe you got some beautiful gifts for friends and family during the holidays. Well, now's the time to treat yourself. And you'll find the same stunning fall and winter clothes and the same incredibly helpful people to help you find the perfect thing for you. So stop into O'Call today. It's the only store in town that has been serving Memphians for 164 years. That makes 328 semi-annual sales. Don't let this one go by. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. fun wagering on the games that is great i urge you to continue to have fun wagering on the games if uh you spend too much money or in any way is uh, making you unhappy is a burden in your life or someone you love's life uh think about getting in touch with the gambling clinic gambling clinic uh they've got a physical clinic over at the university of memphis they've been around for decades now Established in 18, in 1999, not 1899, in 1999, they've worked with more than 1,200 clients, folks who are just trying to, you know, put gambling in perspective in their lives. Uh, The Gambling Clinic is not anti-gambling. They just want to make sure that you can do it in a healthy way. So they, uh, the goal is to complete eight to 10 weekly individual sessions with uh, someone trained to help with gambling problems and addictions. Uh, again, sessions are one-on-one. You meet privately with a the therapist. Um, so if, it, uh, if, if gambling is bedeviling you for any reason, it's thegamblingclinic.com. All right, Jeffy, let's play a little Believe It or Not. Now it's time for Believe It. Believe I don't even know if I believe. No, I'm a believer. Or not. Believe it or not. On the Jeff Hawkins Show. Memphis Tigers will win tonight on a Javon Quinterly three-pointer. Believe it or not. God, I hope not. <laughs> um, I do not believe that. My my larger deal is, like, these are the games that you need to start winning by 30. Well, that's what I'm asking. Is this the one where you're finally going to win comfortably? I mean, my, gut is, my it, gut is no, because historically, when Penny gets in these games, he plays everybody. Like, you should... Listen, well, it's, it's we funny. can always take a lesson from yeah. Coach K. Yeah, you never put those scrubs into the last thirty seconds. <laughs> the um, you run it up. Uh, you probably all heard enough about my colonoscopy. Although I urge you to get yours uh, 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 if you are of the age, uh, make sure you get yours uh, because it was Dr. Gary Rubel. He was my doctor. He said to me, he said, uh, a colon cancer is the one cancer that can be like literally prevented like if you're getting your uh 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 your uh mammography right it's, it's whatever it could be negative 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 positive right with a you're getting your colonoscopy you they can if they have pop fine polyps or something it's literally before the cancer you can prevent the cancer sure by doing this but anyway as i was uh, there on my side inelegantly on my side about to go to sleep he started asking me about javon quinterly mm-hmm. I, I went. I dozed off, dreaming of of Javon Quinterly mm-hmm. hitting three pointers, and I think it would be nice for them to win emphatically 
just for the uh, the comfort of their uh, of their fans, right? Who would probably like a stress free night tonight. Mm-hmm. But also, the stuff does actually matter, you know, when it comes I mean, to metrically, that. it matters. Metrically, it matters. You know, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it only should be did you did you win or lose? But the net rating, there's a reason that you look at the net rating and it's like, why the hell are they as many quad one and quad two wins yeah. as they have? Seven. Uh, the only other team that has as many is Purdue. Lost last night, by the way. Um, as is tradition. There's a reason that they it's a earlier uh, than that. The court storming normalcy. last night in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason that they uh, that the, yeah that they're the, the the numbers the numbers look at the numbers that's what they do and so are they going to blow out UTSA? UTSA is seven and eight. They are big. They got they seven are. footer. They're, they're also are, bad. They're big and bad. Yes, they're big and, and bad. And not like in a good way. Big and bad. They're big. We're not talking zero. Big and bad. Bad. All right. Uh, there you go. Um, the Memphis University of Memphis will raise the needed $50 million that they need to raise to match Fred Smith's $50 million. Because yesterday, obviously, this this thing finally went through. Uh, with Liberty Bowl, we knew it would. I've been telling you all along it would. Sam Hardiman's reporting uh, on this uh, uh, certainly leads the way over the Daily Memphian. And, um, but now the task before them... When you get a matching grant of fifty million bucks, you got to go raise fifty million bucks, and you can't go to FedEx to raise that fifty million bucks. Believe it or not, I well, do not believe. You don't it. think they'll get there? No, because their largest, the largest campaign they've ever done is like thirty something million dollars. So we're talking about almost doubling that. And so, no, I don't believe it. But if you look at the math, if you look at the math of what the money that they got, it's like they they got to think one hundred and seventy five million. Kind of when when you start to do it, and I think that's enough to do what they want to do. Oh, you mean literally if they don't raise another cent is what you're saying? Correct. If you just take the Fred, yeah. If you take the money Correct. they got and the and the, I think uh, and the Smith optics, family, I think money. it's an optics thing of hey, you think they're going to fall dramatically? You don't think they're going to? You don't think you're going to get even close to fifty million dollars? No, I do not. I'd be very surprised. More surprised? No. More surprised than you were that David Roddy scored eleven straight points last night? More surprised? More than surprised? David, yes, more surprised. I think they're going to rise to the occasion, uh, but we shall see. Uh, that's what the university is Memphis is up to, and I have to say that right now, the University of Memphis has never been in a worse place when it comes to their current conference situation. In that way, things have never been. I, 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 this is probably true in the history of the program. Never been more grim, because back when they were an independent, which they were, it was okay to be an independent. Yeah, it was somewhat by choice. So. I don't think it's ever been worse. But yes. I don't think the general across-the-board performance of the university in terms of their high-profile programs, uh, football is doing well, basketball is doing well. Obviously, there have been moments when football has done better and moments when basketball has done better, but they're both doing very well. Uh, and then the secondary sports are doing well. Obviously, the men's soccer, women's soccer programs are doing well. There is a... It used to be kind of a top-heavy deal, and then everyone else would have to scrounge the facilities, like everything over there, and they're about to redo it. I, I think the state of the athletic program, if you leave aside the conference realignment, it's probably never been better. Yeah, I think that it's fair to say the school collectively, athletic, for, in terms of academics, attractiveness to a conference, it's never, never been, been better. better. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, the Titans made a 
mistake in firing Mike Vrabel yesterday. Believe it or not. All right. I think I'm going to surprise you on this one. You're going to say no. I actually don't believe it. And here's the reason why. Do I think Mike Vrabel is a better coach than probably what they're going to hire? I do. I don't think that's the choice, though. I think it's unhappy Mike Vrabel versus whatever else they could find. And to me, it felt like they knew he wanted out. He was not really all – he was not in on – you know, this is going to be – to me, I do think the Titans clearly indicated yesterday for the first time in a while they're going to truly, like, tear it down and rebuild. And I think that's probably the appropriate choice. And Vrabel does not strike me as the coach that you want during a rebuild. Okay, let me – um. All things, let me rephrase this then. Yep. I'm going to ask a new believe it or not. All things considered, yesterday was a good day for Memphis Titan fans. Believe it or not. I'm going to say I do believe it because at a certain point, when you continue to try to do this, we don't rebuild, we kind of retool, whatnot. It just winds up getting you in this purgatory. You end up with Will Levis as your quarterback. Yeah, you just wind up in this purgatory. Like, overall, I think if you want to see your team play at the highest level, you have to do this. And so I will say, yes, I do believe that. The 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 difficulty is is that, and I think the real question that's been entered, and I actually don't disagree with that. It does seem like Vrabel wants, he's an incredibly competitive guy. It, honestly, over the course of his career in Nashville, 54 and 45, two AFC South titles, um, 2021 Coach of the Year, gets the AFC Championship. Like, he, 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 he wants to win. And they, we, yeah, hell, you saw it Sunday, right? He just he, he wants just to win. And just this year, like, he's looked miserable. The problem is, is that there is a, now this general belief that the ownership is not particularly stable or thoughtful or insightful, or you pick the word, just Amy Adams Strunk. It, it feels like it's confirming to people, right? Just yeah. two years ago, they re-upped Vrabel, they re-upped the GM. Then in the middle of last year, because she's embarrassed at an Eagles game, she yeah. fires the GM. That, that is reactive. That is not the way you, uh, a thoughtful owner, proceeds. And then you've got, you know, Rand Carthon, who is thrown out there to try to answer questions yeah. and really... It wasn't even his decision. It was no. her decision. So he's got to be answering questions. She does what cowardly organizations do now. They release videos. Mm-hmm. That's what every, like, the Memphis Police Department does the same thing. They don't, like, when have you press conferences. You just questions. do videos. Yeah. You just, you, you have someone who sits there who fed the questions, and then you you release a video. You control the message. Jeff. It's That's just the- cowardly crap, honestly. And so I don't think, I think I would feel pretty good about the the approach that they're taking, I just wouldn't feel very good about the people who are leading that approach. Yeah, but the problem is that's not changing. No, that's true. That ownership it does you not. You know change. what I mean? Right. That 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 is true. Uh, you can't say, but I want to. But I want a better owner. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of ownership situation, you are um, you are you are bothered by uh, the uh, the scene unfolding. Uh, with the New York Giants. Believe it or not. Okay, so which scene are we specifically referring to? We're talking about Wink Martindale. Are we talking about Wink at Newark Airport headed to Sarasota? We're talking about Wink getting into it with Brian Dable, the head coach, and uh, and all all the disaster 
Uh, the 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 mess that is happening. It was considered when 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 Brian Dable hired Wink Martindale. What a great name, by the way. It was considered a coup. You know, you get Wink well, Martindale to lead fired. the defense. Yeah, he was available. <laughs> let me ask you this: Which was better this year, the defense or the offense? Brian Dable's unit or Wink Martindale's well, unit? Well, let me ask you this: Which unit was healthier? Which which unit was healthier? That is um, true. It's not like the defense was great. It's just the defense didn't have the equivalent of Tommy DeVito uh, playing. Right. Playing that. What do you make of what's happening in the, with the New York Giants? So, am I bothered by it? No, because I think it's a lot of technicalities. Do you believe so, in Brian Dable going forward, and is this his last year? He's now formally hot seat? No, I, I, still, I, still think, I still think he's a good coach. I think the biggest problem that we have is we haven't figured out quarterback, and that's we're unlikely to figure out quarterback because Daniel's probably coming back next year. So, the big thing, though, with Martindale is it was very obvious to me about halfway through the season, like they just Martindale and they were he was leaving. So this now I think has become a technicality where Martindale wants to get fired, but the right. organ because if he gets fired, he's owed three million. If he resigns, well, if he's fired, there's some thought that he would might go to Philadelphia. But, and I, and I if, actually, he, if he resigns, they control. They correct. can still he's under contract. They'll whatever. But right he, now he can't interview anywhere. Can't interview anywhere. Correct. So they control him. And then why I think like yes, Dable's like we we wanted him back. I think that uh, was a very wink. clear. He I think that was a back. wink, wink. This is like a technicality of what, of what we've got to say because we we have control right now. Where, by the way, does just to put a uh, a wrap on this uh, coaching carousel stuff to the extent that we, do you have any some real conviction now? Do you think Vrabel's going to end up in New England? In, in, that would of course uh, presuppose that Belichick is out at New England, which has not happened yet. So, I still kind of lean Belichick's done. The holdup that I have is, at a certain point, Robert Kraft's going to have to make the decision, am I really going to fire Bill Belichick? And I think that is going to be a tougher proposition. I took note, I thought the most interesting develop on Monday was Belichick basically coming out and like making a plea to keep his job. Like, well, he said he was maybe, willing to give up personnel control, and now there's thought that Josh McDaniels could come back as the OC if you believe solved. in him or not. Um, and so, yeah. I still think Jay Glazer doesn't swing and miss very much, and Glazer, Glazer has a very high batting average because I feel like he only really reports stuff that he like truly believes is going to happen. He's still been pretty adamant that it's done, and Florio has still been pretty adamant that it's done. And if so, then Vrabel very clearly ends up in New England, right? I think they're going to have to make it look like that it's a more difficult process than that, but I think that's the most likely outcome. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a narcissist and a liar. And I, and I use those words because Dan Graziano mm-hmm. um, used those words to describe him on ESPN. You don't normally see a guy who covers the NFL sort of use that sort of scorched earth language to describe uh, a quarterback, but that's it. Dan, so, the, so the, here's it is again. Aaron Rodgers is a narcissist and a liar. Believe it or not. Well, he's unquestionably a narcissist. <laughs> like I, so I think the where the problem that I have though is I think narcissists. I think it's been proven. Oftentimes, they're pathological liars. They believe what they are saying is true. Exactly, and he does believe all that nonsense that that he is spouting is true. Like he is just someone who is going up, like I'm just going to lie. 
I think I think you're right. He, I think he, he doesn't believes, think he is correct. lying. He is saying things that are not true and are divorced from reality. Correct. But not because he is a liar. And you what, see what that in you, extreme narcissists. What do you make of the? It's just incredible. Like the, the, the sideshow that is is this this back and forth with love, him love, and Kim. We got to we got to lock yesterday. It up. We got to keep the locker room tighter. We got to get really. Aaron. It is amazing. This is what in the wake of the. In the national championship game, this is what uh, the Pat McAfee show was about yesterday. But I don't blame them. Like, that's what people were watching. They wanted to see the car crash. And um, so one of the things that Aaron Rodgers said was he talked about, you know, the canceling by the mainstream media. It does seem to just totally – there seems to be a complete lack of self-awareness. When you don't stop and recognize that you are talking on the most mainstream of mainstream platforms that exist in the world of sports. Nothing is more mainstream than ESPN, and there you are. You're not exactly being silenced, Aaron Rodgers. Literally, they're giving you a platform to to spew quackery. Right, but that I guess that, to me, like it all goes back to the original point. Like I think it does make sense because... I start from the opinion of he is a raging narcissist. <gasps> I mean, for the, the, the previous day, he had said the real problem with the Jets is they have to get everything that doesn't have to do with winning out of the building. Correct. As he is complete sideshow Bob, like craziness, talking about nothing, has nothing to do with winning. Jimmy Kimmel and Jeffrey Epstein and none of that has anything to do with the Jets winning. Okay, let me ask you this. All right. Will the Jets make the playoffs next year? Believe it. The Jets. Or okay, not. I'll phrase it as a believe it or not. The Jets will make the playoffs next year. Believe it or not. I don't rule it out. He's still. Right, so he here, still could here, be good. Here's my argument. I think he could be good. I also don't think that they are likely to fix their biggest problems. And their biggest problems are. I know everyone. It's fun. We all love making fun of Zach Wilson. Did anyone watch the Jets after Wilson? Like, quit playing. They were even worse. And so with Rodgers, you're now dealing with a 40-year-old with no offensive line, and then all of a sudden you're going to You can have... kind of fix an offensive line in the summer. They don't have a ton of, like, cap room. They, like, it's... No, they got a, they got a high pick. Like, the teams that and we've seen... There's a lot of tackles in the draft. The teams that we have seen that have fixed, like, fixed it overnight, it's largely been, like, how the Chiefs did it, where they had to let Tyreek walk. Right, but they did it with draft. They've largely packed their off, fixed their offensive line with draft picks. And also, the Chiefs like part of that is part of the offensive line fixing is understanding like Mahomes is going to make right, a couple exactly. guys miss. Right. Yeah, Rodgers is not, and they have basically turned their entire organization over to Aaron Rodgers. And I just don't think Aaron Rodgers, general manager, is going to build a, a like a great team. Now, with that being said, seven teams make the playoffs. They're going to have an easier schedule. I don't know. what Who does the AFC East have next year? Like, what are their crossover divisions? Yeah. Like, I don't know schedule-wise. I don't, I don't know. It's a but tough. Like, if, I, you know, Dolphins are going to be really good next year. But you know, you're going to play the Dolphins twice, and you have to play the the, uh, the Bills twice. Right. And then potentially Vrabel's Patriots. And, and Vrabel's Patriots. Correct. And presumably they'll do something about the quarterback situation there. Well, they pick at three. Uh, will they pick a quarterback, or will they pick... Oh, I think the question the is: best Will they try to, in the will they league, try in to the trade draft? up? Will they, or, or you will. have to pick a quarterback. If they, the one like you, know, you could try to do the, you know, do a Kirk Cousins, you know, if you, if you're Vrabel, 
You know, you're trying to just trying to win. Yeah, but like when everyone does the whole Kirk Cousins, they did pick RG three two. <laughs> right. Like that was the same draft. Um all right. Uh because we didn't talk about this yesterday mm-hmm. and we got short shrift given the John news, uh I'll serve this one up to you. Uh the Michigan Wolverines, a worthy national champion. Believe it or not. Yeah, I think they were. Like when you actually think about the whole season, we can talk about how soft their schedule was at the beginning of the year. They were dominant from the opening week to the last week. And, like, you think about, like, yes, that Alabama game goes to overtime, but it's like... I mean, the Ohio State game, they could have lost that game. Some crit- critical, some critical clutch plays down the stretch that um, McCarthy, who does not make a lot, who did not, was not being counted on to do a lot, made some critical throws against Ohio State, made a critical throw against Alabama... Um, but I'm with you. I think they're a totally worthy champion. I, to me, the way they bullied everyone, if anyone was still clinging to the tainted narrative, the way they just flat-out bullied everyone after the scandal emerged, I think makes it pretty clear. They like If you're, if you're top, clinging to that, you're just... You're they just, beat a top-10 team without throwing a pass in the second half. Right. Do you believe that, and this isn't a believe it or not, I'm just asking, that it is shown another way to win a national championship, or is it sort of an aberration? In other words, it's like, oh, you're hearing a lot of this. Well, All you got to do is be dominant on both sides of the line, and you can bully your way to a national You don't have to. Like, you can, you can, old-fashioned football is the new way to win a national championship. The way that I will say it is I am hopeful that we can have variety again because I think what the this era is going to be with where you're just not going to have the depth anymore right. – I don't think you're going to have these massive super teams like we've seen for the last 10 years. Like, you're not getting 2020 Bama. You're not getting 2019 LSU. You're not getting, you know, the other Bama teams that would just roll through. I do think now you can – like, this has shown if you're not going to have these super teams, there are other ways to do it, line of scrimmage football. But how many teams can actually build a team like Michigan has? That's the thing. To say that that is the new way, well, first of all, wouldn't that have worked if you were going up against Joe Burrow? You know, like, so, like, sure. you know, like, that's one thing. So they it got, worked. They, they were very fortunate in the year that they had their best team. There was not, like, there was not everyone some else other, was right. retooling quarterbacks. So then, and then secondly, you have to be that much better than everybody else on the offensive and defensive lines. And that is not that easy. It's, even if it's, it's okay to build a quality offensive to be literally uh, to be able to bully Alabama to be able to to be able to just destroy Washington like you are not just the best offensive you are dramatically better in a way that Alabama once was better at receiver you know like there's a gap between you and that's not easy to do on both lines of scrimmage well I'll tell you what's really not easy to do we've seen plenty of schools that can do one side right like Wisconsin Always been able to build. And they got their offensive linemen. Right. Offensive yeah. linemen, and we're talking NFL caliber offensive linemen. They've never been able to do it on the other side of the ball, really. Like the thing that has made Michigan unbelievable is that they were able to do it on both sides of the ball, and like part of it is maximizing when you had your opportunity. They had this team ready to go in they a had year this without team this year. Yes, and okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.